welcome to uh, a kind of a midweek podcast. So it's not normal that I would uh, take a, other than a Friday, I try to do all the podcasts on Friday. I don't do them on Wednesday because the office gets cleaned on Wednesday and it's a racket here with vacuum cleaners and whatnot, especially on the second floor. So today was a day that I had planned to do uh, just a kind of a, a checkup on on you and see how you're doing. Um this is getting scary for a lot of people. I have to say that it seems a little bit, um, almost seems like a, a dream, right? It doesn't seem like it's it's really happening. We watch things on the news and we hear all these horrible things that are going on in the economy and around the world, but it, it hasn't really, I don't know, it hasn't hit home so much, right? Is it really changing what you're doing right now? Are you are you noticing that you you know you're not buying eggs because eggs have gone up so much? Well, I have to tell you, last night I had the the wake up call, so I uh, I had to go out. So for those of you who have followed my my webinars, I have the wood truck, right? Everybody loves the wood truck because I use that to kind of show how silly we were buying into the stock market. You know, I I had this, I still have this 1987 truck. It's a a one ton GMC, 200,000 miles, no radio. I kind of made sport of it and showed this truck. And uh, after I showed that the only thing it's really good for is hauling firewood, I put a price tag on it. And I said, yeah, I'll take $45,000 for it. And the point I was making is that no one would pay $45,000 for a big old rusty truck that just hauls firewood. And uh, it made the point because it, it was a lot of fun. People were saying, hey, Brad, I'll take that truck. You know, <laughs> I love it. I, hey, does it come with the firewood? I, all those questions came and it was, it was fun. But it was sincere in trying to make a point that we were buying into something that's just silly. And that, that was the point I was trying to make. Well, that wood truck, the engine, the, uh, the, the oil pump went and I've got to change the oil pump. It needs a starter. You know, it's my 15 year checkup that I've got to do on this truck. And, uh, I didn't have an engine stand because I decided to pull the motor out. I'm, I'm kind of a, you know, a hands-on type of guy. I'll do all this myself. I'll pull the motor myself and I'll bring it in my garage, and I have every tool that you can think of, and I'll pull the motor down. I'll change all the gaskets. I'm not going to really mess with it. I'm not going to do anything fancy, soup it up or anything. But I had to go last night and pick up an engine stand. I, I don't know what happened to the engine stand that I used before, but I realized I didn't have one. And I went to Harbor Freight, and I, I refused to buy something at that $80 that's going to hold an engine up in my my shop. So I went on First time ever, Facebook Marketplace, because I didn't see anything on Craigslist, which is usually where I'll go and look first. And everyone tells me, oh, you got to try Facebook Marketplace. It's so much better. I said, okay, let me do that. I even know how to do it, right? I, I have Facebook, but I don't usually, I don't partake in it. I use it because we had advertised at times on Facebook, and I stopped doing that too. So I I, uh, I found an engine stand. It wasn't too far from here. It was Fishkill, which is about 35, 40 minutes from my house. And I, I took my father-in-law's 2009 Chevy pickup truck and I took off to go get my engine stand. Well, the truck had about a little bit of a, maybe a quarter of a tank. And, and I know because my father-in-law must have taken the truck yesterday during the day. And I could tell that he probably put about 20 bucks in in protest because gas is through the roof. And I have to admit that I said, well, let me fill up the tank, you know, and, and here I am. I'm going to buy this engine stand. It's like 150 bucks. And 
I drove past a mobile station in Fishkill, New York, and the gas price was $4.65. Now, the last time I put gas in it, I took a picture of the gas pump because it was $108, and it used to be that they stopped the pump at about, first it was $75 years ago. You guys probably know this. Uh, they would stop the pump at $75 because, you know, all the costs that they would pay for the credit card for the merchant account. So I noticed that it went over $100. I'm not even sure where it stops now. I'll probably find out because I still have to top this truck off and put more gas in it. Um, so the point of this is it hit home to me. It really did hit home to me that we're going to see $5 a gallon gas here in the Hudson Valley. I, I'm pulling up things in today's podcast and there's a point to this podcast. I, I'm I'm building a webinar, and it's going to be a very controversial webinar. It's going to be a real hard-hitting webinar. I'm not going to pull back. I'm, I'm going to say what I want to say. I'm going to tell you today what I'm going to talk about. And then if you think it's interesting, then show up to the webinar, and I will send you an invite. If you uh, if you subscribe to this, you'll, you should just go. If I don't have it, I'll – and where are we going to put the, the link for that? We're going to put it on Deserve Magazine? So – Anthony will put up a link on Deserve Magazine, and I'm going to film it next week. I'm not going to do it live. This is not normal. I'm going to film this because I want to edit it, and I want to put things in there because it is going to be a hard-hitting webinar. But I will not put it out as a recorded webinar. I will play it as if it's live. I just want to get it right because it's that important. And, you know, most of you that have been to my webinars know that I, I have at least a dozen flubs during a webinar. So this one will be edited. It'll be recorded. Anthony's going to do a lot of work in posts, going to put in some video clips. Um, we're going to try to make it look more like a, a short film than, than a live webinar. So I'm being honest, telling you that's how this is going to be done. So we're going to film it next week. Now, Anthony is heading out for his uh, bachelor party. Him and my son are both getting married this year and they were best friends growing up. And Anthony, you know, kind of grew up in my house. So it's, it's kind of, uh, that's, a, that's another tough thing because my son is getting married and Anthony's getting married in a couple weeks. So uh, they're going down to Myrtle Beach and they're going to let their hair down, although they both have very short hair. They're going to let down their short hair and they're going to have a ball in Myrtle Beach. So next week we won't have time to record it early, but we will get it done so that I can air it on the, what are we going to do it Ant? The 25th, we're going to put it out? What, what day is that? No, what date? The 25th. Okay, so it, it will air as if it's live on Wednesday the 25th. We're going to let it out at 3 o'clock. We're going to let it out again at 6 o'clock and then again at 8 o'clock. So I want everyone to have a chance to see this. But then that's it. I take it down. And the reason I do that is I am the worst person in the world for attending webinars that I know have a recording available. And then I never watch the recording. So I truly want to go to these other webinars. But when it's convenient to just go when you can go be, or just get the recording, it, it escapes us. And I don't want that to happen. I, I want you to be able to, to go and watch this. And it's, it's critically important. The name of the webinar is going to be It's Time to Fire Your Advisor. I'm not pulling any punches. It is time to fire your advisor. However, I will give certain criteria for what that termination should look like. Now, I imagine most people listening to this today have got that feeling deep down inside that, okay, 
you know what? I saw this coming. I've been listening to these guys over retirement architecture. Brett's been talking about this, laying out evidence. Guys, I've done I've done webinars that I laid out evidence as if I was an attorney and I was prosecuting the markets and the Federal Reserve and and our own human investment behavior. I've been doing it and saying to people, this is what is going to happen. And we're in it now. Now, I'm not saying that we're in a, a, a Nikkei crash. I don't think so. Not yet. Um, it took the Nikkei 13 years to find a sensible bottom from which it could build and find a new normal. 13 years. I keep listening to CNBC and these other channels, and they're trying to say, that, oh, it's over. <laughs> like, what? how could this be over? Who, who in their right mind would try to tell someone that this is over and that it should start coming back? Why? Is there any reason, can you think of any reason, is there anything on the news right now that is telling you that this is over? Now, that doesn't mean that we're not going to see head fakes along the way. I'm, I'm getting known for my head fake slide. I've, I've got investor, uh, advisors now across the country saying, hey, Brett, can I get a hold of that, uh, that slide that you did on the head fakes? Because, wow, that's, that's really telling. And what I've learned is that the things that are coming natural for me are only because I'm investigating it from the from the vantage point of you, from, from the baby boomer. I'm not doing it as, as justification as a financial advisor. I'm not a financial advisor. I'm not giving you advice, investment advice. I'm giving you life advice. I'm saying fire your advisor. I'm 100% saying that, but I'm not telling you what to do instead of that. But I will be offering criteria that I will be endorsing because I do think I got a lot of things right. I did do it from the, from the optics of the, of the individual, the baby boomer, who's got to try to make it last. And the stress is starting. If you're thinking today that you've got to wait and get your money back, you need to get in the time machine. I'm going to talk about the time machine. You have to understand where you are, not financially. The profits have escaped you. We talked about that you may have taken that risk to go for more. You might have done that against your better judgment because your advisor told you, I don't think this is it. We have, we have uh, algorithms and all kinds of things that tell us, you know, AI, I hear that now. We got artificial intelligence that telling us when the market, I don't think there's any intelligence right now. The intelligence would be, we've had a 12-year run. Baby boomers have this massive gain of wealth at the expense of the next generation, immoral enrichment. Um, by the way, I think I found my publisher for immoral enrichment yesterday. I'm, I'm, I'm researching that, my publisher, so the book will be coming out. But we're in a really bad spot right now, and I'll tell you why. We all want our money back when we lose it, when it goes away. Now, remember, you didn't lose it because you never took it. You had an opportunity to take it, but you didn't. And if you didn't, then you don't, you never had it. You had an opportunity. Now, what you have to think about is how does that opportunity look as far as the, 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 the wide view of it, right? It's not necessarily, oh, I lost, I lost uh, 200 grand. By the way, we're talking about clients that I talked to today that are down 200, 300,000, $400,000. This is not small. This is massive. This is a massive pullback. Now, everyone is feeling comfortable because they believe that this is some kind of some kind of wave. Oh, the Federal Reserve is talking tough. Well, 
the Federal Reserve better get tougher because what we're hoping for, and I have to admit that I kind of thought we'd see a little pullback. We did see a minor pullback, and I'll give you some numbers. First of all, the, the CPI, con- Consumer Price Index. So the, the CPI came out, and it was down to um, 8.3. So it, 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 it's still big, right? But it's not as big as it was in March. Well, it's probably going to be bigger because we had a little pullback in gas prices because genius Biden decided to you know start dumping our strategic oil reserves that we probably put that oil away at, at, at $80, $60, $50 a barrel. So we're pulling oil out of the strategic oil reserve. Well, what's that done to the gas price? We had a little tiny reprieve, but now we committed millions of gallons of oil from our strategic reserve. By the way, the word is strategic emergency reserve, right? So why would we do that? It, it is the dumbest thing that he could have done, and then he committed to do it over a long period of time. Now, the good thing is he lies so much that we can probably go and check, and he probably already stopped pulling oil out of the strategic oil reserves. Just yesterday, I saw news that he was canceling these contracts to drill off of Alaska. Just this, this is an insane situation that we're going through. So I throw it back to you. Why is it going to get better? So the thing that you should look at, there's two things, not just the CPI. The other one just came out today, which is the PPI. That's the, pr- the producer price index. Now, the PPI, also known as the wholesale uh, inflation indicator rose 11% in April. Now, guys, understand, inflation is determined by the pricing of products. The pricing of products are based on the cost of the products being produced. So if it's costing people today in April 11% more than it did last April to produce the products, why is inflation going to go down? You think they're just going to give up on trying to make money and, and say, oh, well, I guess we shouldn't raise our prices anymore because the consumer's having a hard time. Maybe we'll just go out of business. This is really, really bad. And the Federal Reserve is as much to blame, if not more, than the politicians that that started pressuring the Federal Reserve. It's kind of like what's been going on with, with this whole thing with the Supreme Court. It's it's this, you know, humans can be manipulated by by fear, by stress, by pressure, but the Federal Reserve isn't supposed to do that. It, it should be this, like these buildings that they show. When you see the Federal Reserve, you see these massive, you know, buildings out of granite with columns. And you'd like to think that that's safe from all of the, 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 the political pandering that goes on in Washington. But it's not. It's being manipulated by the politicians. And it has been for some time now. So we've created a monster the monster has to be tamed or killed. And in order to do that, we're going to have a lot of pain. We're going to have a lot of pain. So I ask you again, where was your advisor when all of this evidence was being presented? I gave you the evidence to take it to your advisor. I didn't tell you to fire your advisor at the time. I said, hey, here's something to think about. If you lost any money from January, I'm going to give you the date, January 21st, 2022. If you lost any investment dollars after that date, fire your advisor, fire them. The people that I have, I have decided to support advisors. Now, I'm not saying all advisors are bad. What I'm telling you is the whole business is bad. 
The business is bad because so many companies got complacent with the fact that the markets just kept churning. Why? Because we kept feeding it money from the Federal Reserve through the United States, through handouts, through giveaways, through subsidies, through, you know, you name it, sending money. You know, there were so many people that were getting checks for months, depending on how many children they had. Well, that was all going towards inflation because we just bought everything in sight. And now, as I said in the last webinar, the dominoes have to start to fall. And the first domino, if you guys didn't see it, um, I'll, I'll make a deal. If you show up to the next webinar, I'll send you the prior two or three. I don't care because they all have been building to this moment. And this moment isn't over. This isn't something where I'm going to be wrong tomorrow if the market rallies. I, I actually thought the market was going to rally yesterday. I thought we were going to have a massive up day. Those are called head fakes. They've been happening. They're going to continue to happen. And they're going to take you to the bottom of the market unless you fire your advisor. Fire your advisor. It's not your friend. <laughs> Don't think of it that way. You know, I, I was down, I, I, when I do my walk in the morning, I cross the train tracks twice. And I was thinking, you know, imagine if the signals weren't going down, right? And, and uh, there was a police officer there. And he's been a great police officer. I mean, I've known him my whole life and he's been terrific and he, he protects the, the people and protects our homes and properties. But I'm watching this guy and he's trying to time it with the train. You know, he's the guy, the signal's broken. So he's there and he's saying, okay, come across, come across, come across, come across. Well, you know what? If he starts getting to the point where I see the train coming and he's telling me to go, he's not my friend anymore. I'm not going to go. I'm going to say, no, that's a train. That, that thing behind that light coming is a, is a train and it's going to run into me and it's going to kill me if I go across the tracks right now. Why do you want me to go across the tracks? Well, because the train hasn't hit anybody yet. Well, what the hell does that mean? There's a train coming. This train, we saw this train coming. It has been on the tracks. It's behind the light. It's not the sun coming through the tunnel. It's a train, and it's been coming, and we've been telling you this now, that this train was coming. Now, no one knew when the train was going to show up. It's just like, hey, maybe it had to slow down. There was a, maybe there was another crossing signal down the, down the rails that wasn't working right. The train slowed down. But the train is coming. We can see the train. We saw the train in October, November, December. We were predicting stagflation before anyone started talking about that on TV. We were talking about stagflation going back. I forget. It had to be at least two years that we were talking about what stagflation looked like because it was so easy to predict. This wasn't geniusness. We're not that smart. What we're telling you is that this was easy to predict. Fire your advisor. Why would you reward anyone who left you in the train tracks? They knew the train was coming. The light was there. They even blew the whistle. Boop, boop. Hey, everything's going bad. The interest rates are going to go up. The stock market's going to tank. So the answer has been, you're in it for the long haul. You're an investor. No, you're not. You're not. You're not in it for the long haul. The only stupid people are in it for the long haul when they won. You won all the money. You had all the money. Why wouldn't you have said, hey, you know what? It looks like a train coming. That's, yeah, it's way, way back there. Don't, don't you see it? And the advisor looks the other way. And, and no, it's not coming that way. It's coming from the south, not the north. Why do you keep looking to the north? There's no train coming now. It's coming the other way. But they, 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 they left you out there to go down so that maybe you could come back up. Why? Why, 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 why? You paid somebody for years to watch your back. 
You made a lot of money. Great. Give them all the praise in the world. Send them a gold watch if you want. That's how you fire people. Give them something nice, right? Hey, you did a great job. Here's a watch. But at least you can buy a watch and be out of this mentality because you're never going to see a change. It's going to keep happening. And if this is a cycle that's going to go on for the next 10, 15 years, and I'm not saying a, a Japanese Nikkei down for 13 years. I'm saying that there'll be some ups, but there'll be some downs. Do you want to spend your entire retirement trying to time the things you're going to do in life by, by whether the markets are good or bad? It makes no sense. You should have been out of everything on January 21st. How do I know that? Because the experiment that I did with one advisor was to use this moving average convergence divergence model. And it's, it's, a, it's not brilliant. It's, it's so simple because it sees trains coming. And basically, you watch them on the tracks. It's like looking at all the train tracks from space. And you can say, oh, there's a train, and it's way back there. But boy, if that train gets closer here, it's going to cross this track and hit this other train. It's what this moving average convergence divergence model does. And it's signaling, it's signaled on January 21st that it was time to get out. Did you? Did your advisor even talk to you about this? Did you have a choice to go down to the bottom? I'm trying to think of how that conversation would have gone. Hey, you know what? I, I see a train coming. I think you're going to get wrecked for a couple hundred, two, three hundred thousand dollars, but it's going to come back. Well, what? Why, why do I have to lose it to come back? Why don't I just get out? Why don't I just wait and keep all the money I have so that when, when the train starts to clear the tracks, passes the road, then I can get back in. Isn't, isn't that the smart thing to do? What am I paying you for? Did I pay you to sit and do nothing for 12 years? Think about it, guys. How much maneuvering and trading did you have to do over the last 12 years? I finally heard one of the pundits say on TV that a monkey could have traded the last 10 years of the market because you couldn't get it wrong. You couldn't have got it wrong because the Fed was funding the party, was funding this irrational growth. This is silliness. But your advisor left you in. Now, hey, granted, if you've got the advisor that follows MACD or has another trigger mechanism and you're out of the markets, by the way, don't fire that person. Reward that person. Call them up and tell them, listen, don't stress it. When it's time, I'm happy to go back in, but I, I love you for getting me out because you should have been out on January 21st, 2022. You would have not lost a dollar if you did that compared to the people who are beating themselves up right now because they have so much that they're down and they have no idea if there's a floor or if it's just a plastic sheet underneath their feet and, and they'll fall right through it. This is not the end. There's a lot to go back. And by the way, think about this. If you go in, and, and everybody should be doing this. Everyone should be going in and looking for verification what I'm saying. If you go back and look at the next down was COVID. We're not there yet. We're not down that far. That's not that long ago. If you look at the charts, we have plowed through. Now, the way I do it, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull it up on my screen as I talk about this. So I'm going to pull up the markets right now. So guess what? Dow Jones Industrial Average is down 117. Um, 31,760. 31,760. Horrible. Uh, NASDAQ, which, by the way, stayed below 12,000. It's now at 11,300. 93. It's up 29 points today. Congratulations. Um, and then your S&P is down. Oh, 
S&P is now down nine. So 39 below 4,000. But guys, when you open it up, go into this. I'm using CNBC only because I try to listen to some of the insanity that they talk about on that channel. Like these guys all believe that they can talk the markets back and then they give up. Jim Cramer is like a bipolar crazy man these days because one day he's telling you that everything is going to be better. And then the next day he's telling you everything is is in the garbage. Yesterday he sounded like he, he lost his best friend. Well, today he found his best friend, but his best friend found a new best friend. So when we look at these things, I'm going to open up the NASDAQ because many of you are, are following the pattern of the NASDAQ. And I learned this through conversation. Again, I'm, I'm not a, a money manager. I'm not telling you how my portfolio is doing. I'm talking to people like you that are listening to this right now. And I'm, I'm taking the information of many and I'm, I'm compressing it and bringing it to you. So what I do is I'm opening up the NASDAQ and you can do it in Yahoo. You could do it on CNBC. What I do is I go to the five-year. And if you look at the five-year, you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. So right now, we're, we're down year-to-date. We're down uh, just 27%. That's all. We've, we've lost 27% in the NASDAQ year-to-date. Uh, and if you look at from a whole year, so now we're at that point now where you can talk about going back a whole year you're down 12.36%. So for 12 months, since I've been telling everybody, watch out for the train, the market has gone down 12.36%. Oh, that's okay. Markets come right back. Do they really? Why? Do they come back because the consumer's broke? Because we're about to see the housing bubble pop? Because we're going to see the credit card bubble pop? Because we're going to see the bond market? I mean, what is good this is the worst combination of so many factors that I've ever seen. I'm not that old, but I, I, I'm also one that researches these things. This is the everything bubble. This is all bubbles coming together. So I'm on CNBC. I take my cursor, and if you notice, it makes like a rifle scope, right? The more you move it, it'll follow the market, and you can go right or left, and you can look at where we were. So slide over. Slide over to COVID. It's very easy to find. It's the lowest notch in the five-year uh, picture that I'm looking at, meaning that since 2020, COVID is that is that V-shaped recovery, right? It was easy to call. So I look at that and I look at where we are and it's a steep slide from there. But guys, you're still way above it. You're way above what happened in 2020 when COVID struck. You're, you're ahead of yourself pre-COVID. So if I came to you, and I, I've said this a couple of times, I'm, I'm not trying to have fun with this. I'm trying to make my point a little bit more clear. I said to a person the other day, beating himself up terribly, down a lot of money, hates his advisor. By the way, he did fire his advisor because um, I think I threw enough gas on the fire to say, what the hell are you paying that person for? Why don't you just listen to me for free and you wouldn't have this problem right now? But you paid somebody to let you get hit by the train. So here we go. Go back. We are at, if I, if I go to where we are right at this moment, so I slide myself right until I hit the intersection of the line. And then I say to you, if I could put you in a time machine and I could bring you back to August 9th, 2020, would you go there? And you know what? It, it, people think about that and they go, that's not that far ago. No, it's not that long ago. It's, it's, it's I mean, heck, we, we were all wearing masks and, and, and hoping the world wasn't coming to an end. It's not that long ago. 
but it's it puts things into perspective of where we are in time. But it also tells you we're not anywhere near where we can go down to. If you want to look at where we can go down to without even blinking an eye, let's just go back to pre-COVID. Let's go back to the to, to the jubilation of, of Donald Trump's Tax Cuts and Jobs Act and drill baby drill and all these things that, oh, I hate the mean tweets, but I would trade that for oil right now any day of the week, oil holding over $105 a barrel now, making another new normal. So if I had to go back and I said to someone, hey, I got this gigantic DeLorean, who wants to get in? We're going to go back to when Trump lost the election. Who would go? Well, I think most people would. But financially, if you look at where that is, it's still a massive amount of of downside in the markets just to get back to the highs pre-COVID. So guys, does it, oh, it's look at how high we were. It doesn't matter. We're, we're talking about chopping off a mountaintop. And if you believe in, in, the, in the comparison that I did to the Japanese Nikkei, they cut their mountaintop off in 1989, and no one's gone back up on the mountain since, 32 years later. I've said it in dozens of webinars over several years. So now we're looking at where we are. I want you to do this. Go, go now. Go and do it. Get on your computer. Forget about going in and checking your account balances and just stop looking at that. But you've got to make a decision. Is it worth going further back in time to try to get back up on a higher part of the mountain. Now, I can't tell you because I would have been the one telling you on January 21st, 2022, that you should be out. That's easy. That was an easy thing to say. Now we're trying to tell that to people who are down a couple hundred thousand bucks. Now I'm talking about people that have a couple million bucks in their in their 401k. That's a lot of the baby boomers that, that I work with. Since I've started talking about the NASDAQ, it's now gone negative. So everything is going negative. The market is on a slide. There is no good news. This is important. You need to start making tough decisions. How much do you love your advisor now? Did you start realizing that that romance was kind of bizarre? That you had this this loyalty because somebody made you money? Would you have had the loyalty to the chimpanzee who would have done the same thing for you? And again, I don't know your advisor, but I'm, I'm using the results of now to, to, to tell you how I would qualify your advisor as being good or bad. If you were out of the market on, on the MACD point, moving average, convergence, divergence, if you use three indices, not even tough ones, we're talking about Wilshire 5,000, 5,000 of the stocks in the United States, the S&P, and the Dow Composite. That's not like we're picking all the bad horses. You want the bad horse, take the Russell, throw that in there. And Russell's been tanking all year. So the point is, guys, January 21st, 2020, 2022, we told everyone, and the only advisors, one, one advisor listened to this, and he's in our building. He didn't have a choice because if he didn't listen to it, I wouldn't have given any of my time to him because I would never allow someone to get positioned in a place to get hit by a train, and I knew the train was coming. So did he. We figured out the signal. Oh, look, there's a light. By the way, when I when I approach the tracks way before I see the train, I got to look this up. There's two lights that come up on the on the crossing that I go over. A red and green light. They're both on, which is kind of silly. Why is, should it be red or should it be green? Is it go or is it stop? Both lights come on, but I can't see the train yet. And then all of a sudden around the corner, Blue Point Cove, I see the train coming. 
Got plenty of time. Sometimes I say, well, I want to cross both sets of tracks so I can keep my pace and get home. And the last thing you want to do is get stuck behind a mile-long train and sit there and wait and lose your momentum. So there's plenty of signals. The moving average convergence divergence model had everyone out in January 21st, 2022. Can you imagine how good you'd feel right now if you did get out on January 21st, 2022? Why, why did you go to the bottom? It's inexcusable. You are baby boomer. You're not, you're not 35 years old, right? 35-year-olds, what do they got in the stock market? Who cares? They don't have enough money to lose, but why did they lose anything? So the point is, the advisors are all part of a game. It's the fiduciary failure. The fiduciary has been propped up as some some amazing credit, like, you know, again, I pick on Fisher Advisors because they push that fiduciary. When he stopped, you know, hammering annuities, which I don't know how anybody can hammer an annuity today compared to what's going on. NASDAQ down 20. Oh, no, it's up. See, this is how fast things move. Now the NASDAQ's up 24 points. You could just sit here. It's like watching, a, you know, a, a, a boxing match. You can just see the numbers go back and forth. But the point, guys, that I'm trying to make is, you're, if you're a baby boomer and you're down right now, you shouldn't be. And if you are, you fire your advisor. It's, it's not that hard to do. They don't come over for dinner. If they're coming over for dinner, you probably were out of the market, which would put them in a really difficult place because the fiduciary says that they're supposed to do what's right by you, not by them. And the fact that you stayed in, if you stayed in when they saw the train coming, it's because they did it for their own fiduciary to themselves, not to you. Because if they take you out of the markets, they don't get paid to manage your money. Most advisors are not even able to charge you if you're sitting in cash. Yes, cash. I had a client the other day, couldn't understand. He said, Brett, what are you talking about? I said, move into cash. Well, what do you mean move into cash? I said, just take your bond, get rid of your bond position, put it in cash. We're going to get you into a better situation. We're going to find something better than bonds. Oh, okay, I'll do that. I didn't know I could go into cash. Some people don't even realize that on January 21st, 2022, you could have gone to cash, literal cash, put it in a bank account. You could have done that. And if you did, you'd be looking at the market entirely different. You'd be sitting back in your chair, unaffected by the down trying to pick the time to go in. Guess what? We know when to go back in because the MACD will change again and signal when it's time to go back in. We don't even have to worry about it. We got to watch one thing to make our in and out. Now, once you're in, then you start using your advisor's you know, ideas of what's going on and what's trending to try to grow your money better. But when you're out, you're out, you're out. All ships sink when the tide goes out. And this is the pullback when the tsunami's coming. Tsunami's coming, you know, like in the movie, they see, you know, fish laying on the way out into the ocean because the, the ocean pulled back so far before it came and slammed the whole village. Well, that's kind of what's going on is the ocean is pulling back right now. We're seeing all these terrible things. So guys, I, I want you to try to make it a point. And if you can put it on your calendar today, May 25th, I'll release it three or four times that day. It will be recorded and it will be talking about everything that I'm talking about now with visuals, with more evidence of this crime. It is a crime if you lost your money, Mr. Baby Boomer, Mrs. Baby Boomer. 
your advisor lost your money unnecessarily knowing the train was coming, parked your cars on the tracks and you got slammed. Now you're trying to figure out, can I still get out? Do I get out? I don't get, I don't get my money back if I get out. So what do I do? That's what you're going through. That's what everybody's going through. People are afraid to go to cash because in their mind, and by the way, I've been talking about this behavior, investment behavior now for five years. When the markets pull back, you're struggling between taking a loss or getting your money back. And if you're sitting back right now, hoping that your money's going to come back, you're going to be affected by the head fakes. You could potentially go down. I'm going to say there's no reason why we can't go back down to COVID lows because we should have been there anyway. The, the reality is, is we were on our way down before COVID. We had that interruption with the Federal Reserve. They tried to squeak rates up. That didn't go so well in 18, right? So Trump put the pressure on the Federal Reserve and got them to reduce and, and not do Q and do one more QE. I think we're on QE four or five at this point, quantitative easing. Right. So I, I don't know how many Queen Elizabeth ships there were, but I think we've had more QEs on our side and quanti quantitative easings. So mark your calendar, May 25th. I'll send you invites. I urge you to watch it. It will be down and I will not put it up on the next day. I will air this on one day only. It is called Fire Your Advisor. And if you're wondering, what do I do then? I am going out aggressively and trying to convince advisors. I have a couple right now that I've been working with. <clears throat> I will be able to help you with a half a dozen advisors who will subscribe to the MACD model. Now, if you believe in that model, you can get out right now because you should be in cash. Should you have done it before? Yes. But if you get out now, you have a chance to go back in when, when science tells you it's a good time to go back in. But your, your new advisor is going to be ha taking a hot potato. But I urge you, don't let this run you over and take away. I, I've worked too hard trying to help people with this. Don't let it happen. Um, you don't have to fire your advisor tomorrow. I would. But I say after the webinar, if I don't make my case for why you should fire your advisor, then you should buy your advisor a gift. If your advisor did not lose your money after January 21st, then you should send them a gift. You should send them cookies or you know brownies or something. That, that Just tell them, great job. That's when you pat their back. Before that, they didn't do a great job. They just did their job. If they got you out, they did a brilliant job. I'd send them champagne or something or send them a you know, send them a gas card. <laughs> that might be the most valuable thing you could send somebody right now is a prepaid gas card. So let's get together on the 25th. If you're interested in talking to me before then, shoot me an email. I'm, I'm going to give you my email address. It's brett, B-R-E-T-T, at retirementarchitecture.com. I do not manage money, and I will not get kickbacks. They're illegal if I refer you to somebody. I don't make money that way. I'm not allowed to get paid on investment dollars. So don't try to tie this to some money-making scheme. I've been doing this too long. I'm doing this for you. And this is something that I was hoping most of you would have been heeding a little bit of the warning, especially when we called for the out, which was on January 21st, 2020. I'm going to keep saying that because I want you to go back and look at where we are. When you go look at that, at that, that chart that I'm telling you to check out, Go back and look at January. Now, it wasn't the high. You got to understand this, this strategy doesn't get you off at the top. 
It gets you out near the top and it gets you back in near the bottom. You'll cross the bottom and you'll start coming back up. If you want that incorporated into your financial planning, then don't reward the person who let you get hit by the train. Fire that person. I'll give you somebody that'll manage you the rest of your the rest of your retirement without being subject to the many downs that are likely to come. You just got to learn patience. You got to learn preservation. You got to learn how to go back in a time machine and be grateful that you're still in a good position. You just got to give up maybe the mountaintop that we crossed. We may not go back there for many, many years. So uh, I appreciate you taking your time and, and listening to this podcast. And I look forward to seeing massive signups. I'm going to open up. It's going to be the largest amount of, of uh, people that can join the webinar room we're going to set up for. I'm Brett Sasso. Stay healthy. Stay well. Don't let this get you down. Uh, you just have to make some big changes. Start by uh, firing your advisor. Have a great day, everybody.